Oh, Django. Apparently that is the welcome squeak. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Uh, hello, this is Victoria with Dream Dogs. Rich is here and Django's here. It's just a super fun time. We've got 11 puppies that this will be the last webinar that they're here for. They go home on Saturday. Can you believe it's been eight weeks already? Eight weeks on Saturday. So yay. Uh, they get to head home on Saturday and uh, we have a number of them are, are uh, coming down. Some are coming in a little bit early just to spend some time with them and to give us a hand, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, this week, what do we have going? Uh, we had Ginger at the vet this morning uh, for a progesterone test to see what number she's at. We brought her on Friday of last week and she was at 0.4. So we're seeing what happens if it goes up, if it stays where it's supposed to be, or if it's staying there. Um, Seth has been trying to um, get busy with her. We'll say that, get busy with her for the last month and a half. Django is very interested in her. And um, she, uh, she hasn't got all poofy in the back there. Her progesterone hasn't risen. So we'll see if it's on its way up. Hopefully it will be. Um, maybe it's holding steady. I don't know, but it's taking a while. We do have her, her baby daddy is picked out. Uh, we are going with Banks from Honor Service Dogs. And uh, why him and in, in, uh, not Seth is because uh, Seth and Ginger are not, compatible. are not compatible. They're both carriers for ichthyosis. Um, and I discussed that last week, which means that a quarter of their um, puppies would present with it. Half of them would be carriers for it, and then the other quarter would be um, clear for it. So we're not taking that risk. So we, we got an outside stud, which works out really good. And then to prevent this from happening in the future, we are getting a male puppy. Um, he is, his mommy is being imported um, and he is in there. So he was conceived over in uh, Eastern Europe. He is a uh, Ukraine Russian lines. Uh, we, uh, we were looking at these one Russian lines and that's who his mom was from. So it works out really good for us. Uh, and then uh, he'll be Hope's dog, but Karen will will have him, train him, raise him. You know, he'll live with her, um, be trained up as her service dog. And uh, she's also keeping Pink Girl, which is Diana. So Karen is going to have her hands busy, but uh, there should be about four months or so before. Well, I mean, yeah, well, not necessarily four months, a little under, maybe two to three months, because it'll be two months after they're born. Um, two to three months of just having Diana and getting her a really good foundation. And one thing that we found is if in the beginning you give them a really good foundation, if you work them a lot your first year, it's pretty easy riding the rest of it. Not saying training's over, but you put I put more work in the first year and then I kind of let her ride, which is nice. And that's what I recommend for my service dog people too. And uh, like I said, there's more to it. There's a lot going on, but not near as much as what you do that first year. And the nice thing too with that first year is there's short, short training sessions, especially in the beginning here, short training sessions. So we wanted to talk about that, about what was going on, about waiting for um, Ginger to come into heat, 
And then Candy goes in to UF tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, June 24th, for her uh, Echo and her Halter. So she this will be her third Echo at, at UF, but we haven't been able to get, um, the other two were for a study that she was in, but we haven't been able to get uh, the Halter monitor. And we've been trying. So, uh, so this will be for her, um, for her final clearance that was needed. We also, uh, we had DNA tested the girls, uh, the four girls in the litter, along with the, um, the Ginger and Lucy, and Candy had already been t um, genetically tested, but we got uh, Candy, Ginger, and Lucy's are all being submitted to OFA. So it'll, it'll be up there. And I always get impatient, so I'm always searching OFA and searching for their names to see if there's anything new that's been added to it. Usually, by the time I get the certificates is like the day or maybe the day after they put it up online. But I always like to check and see. And I also could uh, check the bank because usually I write them a check, but this time I did not write them a check. I just gave them the credit card info. Um, so usually I'll just do that, but, uh, but this way I should be able to tell to see if uh, whenever it goes up, you know, so that'll be good too. We're excited. And we have Candy's baby daddy picked. Um, she was an import. We brought her over from Ukraine, Serbia, something like that. And then uh, we found a male who is also from over there. Uh, but he's living right now over near Cocoa Beach, so he needs to get his eyes and his echo halter done, and he'll be good to go for her. So, yay! Her eyes were done last week. Her eyes were perfect. Um, we did those, I think, last Wednesday. Um, and then this Wednesday is her heart. It wasn't supposed to be until next month, but they called up and asked if we could do it earlier. And I said, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I'm very impatient. Yes, please. Uh, so hopefully we'll get the news back on that, hopefully within the next couple of days is my hope. I don't know how long it usually takes. I believe they have to be haltered for 24 hours. So she'll come in with basically a, um, like a tank top on it and they'll hook it up and everything for her there. She'll wear it for 24 hours. We'll take it off. We'll put it in the mail to go back there to UF because if she needed to wear it during, I would have left her down there with Karen most likely if Karen could have dropped her off and picked her up and stuff. Uh, Joanne just said she loves seeing the puppies. So one of the one neat thing happened with the puppies. I do want to talk about their temperament testing today. Um, but a neat thing happened today with the puppies. Uh, so what's been going on in the morning is we get them out. We have an X pen set up, so we get them out two by two. They pee there, um, and then Rich carries them across the yard to their double X pen set up, and then they use that small X pen. It's right outside the office or the puppy room door. Uh, he, he'll use that at night too to potty them before they go in their crates. Okay, so that's just like a quick pee one. Uh, they had the two of them set up right outside the, the dog room door and we'd carry them out in the morning. But the problem was uh, it's not terribly shaded. It's not terribly grassy. And these puppies love to play in the dirt and in the sand. And that's what we have is dirt and sand. We have sandy dirt and it was getting all over their fur and they were just little mud monsters. So what we did is Rich moved it to the front yard. Now it's not as shaded, so they can't be out there as long. The more they're outside, the less they poop and pee inside, which is nice, but we do have the grass pads. We have three grass pads set up in their um, playpen in here, and we just expanded it. We just doubled the size of their playpen because they, they're they huge now and they needed it. 
Uh, but what happened was thunderstorm. It thundered. Thunder. And all the puppies are inside playing, right? And they just froze and looked. What would you do if that was your puppy? What would you do if that was your dog? What do you do whenever they startle for something? First, you've probably heard me say it. We want to see the recovery. I want them to recover from it. So what happens? So they froze. I have to help because I'm me. I laugh. Ha 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 What do they do? They start playing again because they saw from my reaction that it wasn't a threat. Now, guys, I want you to take that information and run with it. That information, that is gold right there that I just told you. Okay, if your puppy startles from something, do not coddle your puppy. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. No, stop it. You're going to make your dog neurotic if you do that. The best thing to do is laugh it off. Laughter really is not only the best medicine, but is the easiest thing for something like this. It happens, ha, 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 right? Uh, so we want it to be easy. We want it to be, oh, okay. So what did I do? I grabbed a couple toys and I tossed them in the playpen with them after I laughed. And they were playing. And what happens? It happens again. It thunders again. And they all kind of paused. It wasn't as much of a freeze. It kind of paused and looked. And I, I had the toys there. So I start laughing right away. And I threw the toys and I had it in my hand because I knew another one was coming. And then I believe we got a third one. And they didn't even care. Three times, guys. Three times now. If I wouldn't have been there to help guide them through it, who knows what would have happened. And if I would have done the whole, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, and pet them all. Well, first there's 11 puppies. That's not going to happen. But they would have realized that thunder, which is going to uh, contribute to with fireworks, are super scary. It's a super scary thing that we all get nervous about. And that is not the case. That is not what we yeah, want at all. Yeah. Or acting scared pays. Acting scared pays. And we don't want that, guys. We don't want that at all. Uh, Nicole says Rio goes to get his OFA hips and elbows done next week. Good job, girl. COVID delayed them. Yeah, Ginger needs her. She has her prelims. Um, she got them done at 22 months. So it's not like she had them done at six months old. They were at 22 months old and they were good. Good and normal. Uh, but we now she's, she's coming into heat. So we can't do them because of the laxity of the joints until now one month after she pops the puppies out or no until she after she weans the puppies so she has about a four month reprieve um but we're gonna get her done and then i'm also working on uh, my let's see do i have it right here i do uh, i have here my um my calendar for what i'm working on for hope uh so yeah yeah because we need that we need to have have the calendar. We need to know what we're doing, what's going on, what is up and coming, uh, what I need to do when. So for example, when the puppies are born, as soon as they're born and we know how many there are in the litter, because this is one thing we're going to start doing, is we are going to order the Embark DNA test for the whole litter and just do the whole litter. Get them all DNA uh, checked because we're going to offer a genetic guarantee to the puppies in the future. Um, I mean, this one we can we can as well, but it's just it hasn't been announced or made known yet. Um, but we're going to do that, so that means we need to have a procedures manual. So at birth, once we know the number of puppies, order that. When they're two weeks old, we can do it. You don't want to do it before two weeks old. 
Uh, and then you have to separate the puppies for an hour before you do it. So you know, it'll be a good time for when they're sleeping and then when they wake up, swab them all. Um, the organization to make sure you know which puppy, puppy is which is more important than anything else. Uh, but swap them, swab them all, and then we're good to go. And then uh, when the puppy is six months old, now four months old, you can do the pen hip. Four months old, I believe you can do prelim OFAs, but they prefer one year uh, for both. Six months is better than four months. A year is better than six months. So ideally, if we can wait six months, that would be great, which means if my parents come down for Christmas, uh, they'll have a little lilac girl with them. Karen will have pink and I'll have aqua. Maybe if they come down around Christmas, we can see if we can get all three of them in and get their pen hips done then and just get them all done one fell swoop. Boom, 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 get them all done. Um, and then we'll know their pen hip scores. You know, who's going to be the most breedable. Um, maybe all three of them are breedable. I don't know. Uh, and then whenever they turn closer, well, after they turn two, we need to get the final hips and elbows. Uh, we need to do the eyes and the heart, but we could do that earlier, but the eyes are only good for a year. Okay, they're only good for a year, so that means every year we have to redo them. Which also means depending on when they were born and when they're going to be coming into heat, so we have to track when they come into heat. So Gypsy's first one was when she was 8 or 10 months old, and then about 6 months after that, once I spayed her, I forgot. Uh, so we need to track it so we know about when they're going to come into heat. It's usually every 6 months, but every dog's a little different too. Uh, so, you know, we need to know all this stuff, and I need to know what's going on. Uh, every year, I told you, they need to get their eyes done every year. So every year, Candy will get her eyes done in June. Every year, Candy needs to have her heart done, um, her heart test, her um, her echo. So as long as she's breeding, we're going to make sure that's done, and possibly even after. Right, but you need to have a calendar. You need to have a schedule for this, and that's what I highly recommend doing is, is blotting it out. Let me show you what I have and I'm going to get this filled out as well, but I need a master time sheet too that's going to go in my binder, but this is my bullet journal. I started bullet journaling uh, one, two, three or four years ago, and it works out really good. How do I know that? It's because I do them every six months. I have a new notebook up on the shelf there. Now, this planner is a BK bullet keeper, and the nice thing is the calendar's already done up. Ah, isn't that great? So the calendar's already done up, and then what I like is I like a full calendar page, okay, like this, and I just wrote in the dates and the month, and then every week I need something like this. So we have this starting in July for a full year, okay, so it'll take me from this July till next, the end of June, uh, but it takes me forever to find one that I like, because not only do I like all of this, but there's this many empty pages in the back, so if I'm done with this in December, it's, I'll just get a new one for January and know that uh, maybe this one isn't the one for me, but there's these little tabs so I can quickly flip to the month that it is. I like these little bookmark things. I like the elastic. I like the little holder for the pen. You know, this is, it's really good. And then I can write notes in the back here as I'm talking to people or if I go to workshops or webinars, you know, I, I've got my little notes in the back there and I'm all set. So you must stay organized. Service dog, pet dog owner trainer it doesn't matter you need to stay organized okay uh we need to do that and you need to do that and then you need to find out the best way so trying to figure out someone had asked me uh what it what's hope's game plan 
I don't know, like have puppies and like train up. So I actually needed to sync them up with the game plan. So I have here, that's what this clipboard is. Um, that's the calendar. And then I have sheets, but I need, I need to organize it better. But for right now it works. And I have us going up to, you want to know when? Up to 2026. Okay. In 2026, depending on how things are going, we have here, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dogs. We're going to need to have their eyes checked. Um, we're going to need their health checks done by here. So two years after they're born, I have the health check. Um, before, when they're done breeding, they get spayed and placed or they stay with their puppy raisers. Um, and here we'd have two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17 litters. Um, if all of them go and everything else, you know, again, it's tentative. So it's all in pencil. It's not in pen. It's only in pen whenever it's completed. Um, it's not completed. It's in pencil. And, uh, you know, just kind of, again, I, I need it to keep myself organized. I really do. Uh, weird question Katerina asked, but would changing up the reaction help an adult dog who's reactive? Yes. It has helped in the past for us. Um, that laughing it off for me is key uh, for bad reactions. Ha, 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 ha. Um, it helps it so much and, you know, it's just fantastic. So I highly recommend laughing it off. Um, Joanne says, had me a groom today and a lamb cut. She's so cute getting ready to go to your place. Oh, that's awesome, Joanne. I cannot wait to see. Uh, Nicole says, you're keeping three girls. So my parents are keeping the girl that we hope to breed with. So we had four girls on this letter, right? So my parents were, were keeping, um, they were the guardian home. Okay. Karen was going to keep a puppy as well. And she decided to up the odds just in case um, she would also pick a girl. And then uh, for Hope to train up, well, I do believe firmly that males make better service dogs for most people in order to increase our chances of having viable uh, breeder bitch in the future. I also kept the female. So if she turns out that her hips are freaking amazing, her health testing is off the charts, she may be moved from a service dog to a, uh, a breeder, or she might be moved and do both. You know, I don't know. Um, so yes, Nicole, we are keeping all three of them. Uh, and because I don't know what, maybe Ginger's going to have all boys. Maybe Lucy's set's going to be all boys. You know, I don't know, and I see it with the goats. You know, you don't know what they're going to throw. So we needed to keep as many girls as possible. And really at this age, it's hard to tell which ones are the good ones and which ones aren't. So we tried to, you know, check their confirmation and see how, how they looked. You know, were their legs straight? You know, how were their angles for their front and their back quarters and such? They look fine. Um, you know, the girls did. Uh, and we have that written down over here. So they're not staying with me. Like I said, my parents are getting one up in Myrtle Beach. Karen's getting one to train up as a service dog for herself. And then I'm keeping one to train up as a service dog through Hope. But yeah, we're keeping the three girls. And then one goes back to the breeder who we got the dogs from in the first place, uh, Melissa. And uh, initially she was going to keep a female and she decided to do a male instead. And she has an amazing home and they picked light blue. So he was our, well, no, I don't want to say he was our favorite puppy because Karen really liked uh, dark blue with his nose and black just being the little dapper gentleman that he is. You know, like they all have their personalities, but um, light blue is pretty, he's the Buddha of the group. You know, he, he's the biggest one there and he's just, he's, he's large and in charge and just nothing ever phases him. He's just fantastic. Um, temperament testing. So we did the temperament testing. 
and we recorded it. So it was going to be on Friday because Jane had to work over the weekend. But then Jane had uh, some stuff come up, so she couldn't do it on Friday. So we moved it to Saturday, and then her husband got severe food poisoning. Did I tell you it was at Taco Bell, Rich? Yeah, you said that. Yep, severe food poisoning. So she was with him at the hospital, and she couldn't come down. No, you can't. You have to stay there with your husband. Uh, so Maria was here, and, uh, and I wrote down everything, and then Rich brought the puppies back and forth. So it worked out really good. Uh, it was our first time doing official temperament testing. No, doing live. Luke just popped in. Um, it was our first time doing the official temperament testing. And uh, we did a really good job. Uh, but but it was neat seeing the dog's reactions. Um, seeing the puppy's reactions to it. Uh, I'm glad we did it. However, just because something showed on there, it doesn't mean that the dog is good bad or ugly it just shows what still needs to be worked on okay that that's what a temperament test does that's what it shows is is what needs to be worked on next uh what they what they say what they say is you want um for service dogs you want mostly threes and fours okay there's six possibilities in each uh in each exercise like six possibilities now what we found was the hardest was <clears throat> getting that right one. So we had some dogs, uh, for example, one of them is uh, social attraction. So Rich came and placed the puppy on the ground in the bedroom here. And then he sat down on the bed and the evaluator was about mm, 10 feet away, 15 feet away. And from a few feet away, the tester coaxes the dog to him or her by clapping hands gently and kneeling down. Tester must coax in a direction away from the point where it entered the testing area, right? And the purpose of this part of the test is the degree of social attraction, confidence, or dependence. Okay, makes sense, right? Here are the, the options for scoring. Are you ready? One is came readily, tail up, jumped, and bitted hands. No, nobody jumped and bitted hands. Option two is came readily, tail up, pawed, and licked in hands. Yeah, and that didn't happen either. Came readily, tail up. It happened. Came readily, tail down. I don't think that happened to anybody. These tails are constantly going. Came hesitantly, tail down, or did not come at all. So if they're distracted and they finally like wander over, that's not really hesitant. It's that they're distracted. Hesitant to me is more like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to walk over there. Hesitant, hesitant, hesitant. Not, you know, wandered around the room a little bit first, but, you know, was happily exploring. So you see, trying to fit them into one of these was a little difficult. Our um, next one is following. The standard, the tester stands up and slowly walks away, encouraging the pup to follow by lightly clapping hands and using verbal encouragement. Make sure the pup sees you walk away. And the purpose of that test is to determine the degree of following attraction, not following indicates independence. So the dog would just go, la, 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 la. it's independence, right? So from one to six, it's followed readily, tail up, got underfoot, bit at foot. None of them bit at feet. Followed readily, tail up, got underfoot. I think one of them kind of did, but I think he was just like walking. Um, follow readily, tail up, follow readily, tail down, follow hesitantly, tail down, and no following or went away. It's a little easier to, to figure out on that one. Uh, third test is restraint. Okay. 
Crouch down and gently roll the puppy on his back and hold it with one hand for a full 30 seconds. Do not use too much pressure. The object is to keep it on its back, but to, not to keep it on its back, but to test its response to being placed in that position. So that's what we want to do with this test, right? Is you just want to see what are you going to do in this position, okay? And that helps with the degree of dominant or submissive tendency, how it accepts stress and when socially and or physically dominated. So the options from one to six are struggled fiercely, flailed, and bit. Struggled fiercely, flailed, str settled, struggled, settled with some eye contact. And that was the one that we got the most. That was three. Struggled, then settled. We'd get some too, but we'd also get some eye contact. Um, no struggle. We got, I think one of those did no struggle. Um, and then no struggles, strained to avoid eye contact. Okay. Test four is social dominance. Let the pup stand up or sit up and gently stroke him from the head to the back while you crouch beside him. See if he will lick your face, an indication of a forgiving nature. Continue stroking until a recognizable behavior is established. And the purpose is the degree of acceptance of social dominance pup. Uh, of social dominance pup may try to dominate by jumping and nipping or it is independent and walks away. So here we go, one through six or jumped pod bit growled. Jumped pod, cuddles up the test and tries to lick face. We had a lot of those. Squirmed licks at hands. If they didn't lick at hands, if they just squirmed, I just did squirmed and I crossed out licked at hands because it's not what he did. Uh, rolled over, licked at hands, and then went away and stayed away. We had no one that did that. Elevation dominant. So bend over and cradle the pup under its belly with your fingers interlaced, palms up and elevate just off the ground. So basically this, lift the puppy off the ground not feet off the ground, just a couple inches off the ground. Hold it there for 30 seconds. What does that show? Degree of accepting dominance while in a position of no control. So the options are struggled fiercely, bit and growled, struggled fiercely, no struggle and relaxed, struggled, settled and licked, rolled over, licked at hands, and no struggle and froze. Most of them were struggled and no struggled and relaxed, which is a three. A four is struggled, settled, and licked. Well, the lick is a sign of a forgiving nature. You just heard, right? Retrieving. So we had a paper that we crumpled into a ball. So crouch beside the dog and attract its attention with a crumpled up paper ball. When the pup shows interest in his watching, toss at one or two meters in front of the dog, which is about three to six feet. Um, that shows the degree of willingness to work with the human. High correlation between the ability to retrieve and successful guide dogs, obedience dogs, and field trial dogs. So options were chase object, pick up object, and run away. Chase object, stand over object, does not return. Chase object returns with object to tester. Chases object and returns without object. Starts to chase object and loses interest and does not chase object. Okay, so the elevated hug, that elevation dominance and the retrieving are two key things for service dogs. That is what we want is you wanna have a dog who is going to retrieve and bring it to you, showing the cooperation to work with you. Okay, and you also wanna have a dog who uh, is, I'm not gonna bite you in the face if you lift them up, right? Elevation, elevated hug. Um, touch sensitivity. Take the puppy's webbing of one front foot and press between thumb and finger lightly, and then more firmly until you get a response while you come slowly to 10. Stop as soon as the puppy pulls away or shows discomfort, and that shows the degree of sensitivity to the touch. So the options are eight to 10 seconds, six to eight seconds, five to six seconds, three to five seconds, two to three seconds, one to two seconds. So when Maria did this, she would go tighter and harder and harder and harder, right? 
And she just wanted to, you know, it was a five. Well, was it three to five or five to six? So, you know, she'd get to figure that one out. Um, but surface dyes, you kind of want them to, you know, be okay with that. That has to be. So a couple of the puppies were six to eight seconds or five to six seconds. So they weren't necessarily that perfect three, four, which is five to six or three to five. Some of them are like eight seconds. That works. You know, like, I'm not going to complain about that if it takes a little bit longer. Um, sound sensitivity. Place top and center of area. Assistant. Up tester makes a sharp noise a few feet from the puppy. A large metal spoon struck on a metal pan twice works well. Boing, boing. So Rich did that sometimes. And that shows the degree of sensitivity to sound. Also, it's a rudimentary test for deafness. Now, most of the puppies totally just ignored it. Most of them did. Why? Because they're used to the screaming bird, sometimes barky dogs, TV up pretty loud. Like, they're used to a lot of different sounds and tuning it out. So options are listens, locate sound, walk towards it, barking. Listens, locate sound, and barks. One puppy barked. <clears throat> that might have been at this exercise. Listens, locate sounds, and walks there curiously. Listens, locate sounds, cringes back off and hides. Uh, ignores sound, shows no interest. Those were the options. Excuse me, I did not get a nap in today. And I've been getting up at 6 o'clock to get those puppies up before they pee in their crate. And then we don't go to bed until 10.30 is when the puppies are done. And then we have to strip down the puppy area and then rebuild it. I'm tired. Uh, sight sensitivity. Place pup in the center of the area. Tie a string around a large tile and jerk across the ground a few feet from the puppy. And this shows the degree of intelligent response to strange objects. The dog can look, attack, and bite. Look, put its feet on. Put mouth on. Look with curiosity. Attempt to investigate. Tail up. Look with curiosity, tail down, run away or hide behind tester, and hide behind tester. Most of them, once you got the attention with it, they had no problem chasing it, which is pretty cool. But I didn't notice that it was attack and bite, and then put feet on object, put mouth on object were different ones. So most, I think all the puppies, most of them got the looks of curiosity, attempt to investigate, tail up. Most of them would chase it. Some of them sure got you know, their feet on it and their mouth on it, which is great. You know, we do a lot with mouths and it works, you know, I like it. I like a dog who you get that prey drive is what that is. I like prey drive. Um, stability, open umbrella about five feet away from the puppy and gently place it on the ground. And that shows the degree of startle response to a strange object, fight or flight drive. So the options are looks, runs to the umbrella, mouthing or biting it. Looks and walks to the umbrella, smelling it cautiously. Looks and wants to investigate. Uh, sits and looks, but does not move towards the object. Shows little or no interest and runs away from the umbrella. So most watched and then ran up and sniffed it. Okay, so that, that's what the temperament testing was. Um, like I said, it was neat. It was really cool to be able to do that for these puppies. Um, we'll see how the temperament test goes, you know, for the rest of their life. I did um, make copies of it and put it up in the group. Um, we have a special group for the owners uh, so they can see, you know, so I can post stuff up in there. And I need to actually make it a password protected page because it's a lot of, uh, you know, we like these treats. This is the schedule that they've been doing, you know, stuff that they need to know. Um, but every litter hopefully will be about the same. And I don't want to have to find those 
those links every single time. So we figure, you know, if we put it, if we do a password protected page, then that's easier. And I'm not telling you all the password. <laughs> That'll be for our puppies. Um, and through Squarespace, it, we can we can do those password protected pages pretty easily. Uh, that it's just a link. Why don't I? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. Why don't I just print it off and give it to them? Because first they need it beforehand, and second, um, it's harder to search and find it. It's much easier to just click and then order it from Amazon usually. Okay. Um, but temperament tests, just because a puppy ran towards it and bit it, right? It doesn't mean that the puppy is the devil. You still got stuff to work on. And then you know what to work on. You know exactly what you need to work on, which is really nice. You need to know devil that. Puppy. What was that, Rich? Devil puppy. Devil puppy. Watch out. He's a spawn of Satan. No, no, we've got good pups. But one of the things Rich always said which I don't want to believe him for a while, but is that each litter, you have the whole gambit of, of puppies, right? You, you're going to have your alpha, your beta, your omegas, your Well, so what you do is you, you, you don't worry about alpha, beta, omega. What you worry about is is um, what would work perfect, like in the movies with the raptors where they all have, they work as a team and some come in the side. And one Jurassic Park? Yes, I have a point. Jurassic Park. That movie you said the movie with the raptors. It's yeah, Jurassic with the Park. raptors. So so every litter has every job in uh, a pack, every job in an attack formation. You've got the, the athletes that are super fast and are gonna be up front. You got the guys that are are gonna come up the sides, you got the ones that are a little more cautious that will will build do the Can you hear him? Right? Honey, if you come over here they could hear you. Okay. Just come over and stand okay. and you can hear him. So you've got, you've got in one perfect litter, perfect litter. You would have, um, uh, you would have all the different parts of a perfect attack team from Jurassic Park in a litter, right? For the for the Raptors, but they're dogs. So, um, so you've got the the fast athlete, but he might not be the leader. You've got the side guys that are going to be on the sides and come, you know, along there. You've got the the cautious ones that'll be in the back. But here they are coming up with the back. They might be the first ones to get them, you know, because because the fastest one might just be the decoy that they that stops them. Then then there's the the boss one that might be in there just guiding the whole system that that says you do that, you do that. You do know, it telling people what to do. Round up, let's go, you know that sort of thing. Move out, um, And uh, of course, every litter doesn't have the same number of puppies, and every puppy doesn't have exactly everything of every perfect situation but but if you think of it that way you know what puppy is this is this the one that would be running up the front in the front but maybe not leading the whole thing would this be the cautious one that's coming up right behind them that's actually going to get him because he's smarter you know who knows yeah so you have that so you got to keep that in mind uh whenever and that was then going to be one of the hardest things is once we looked at the 11 puppies right we knew who the four girls, we knew where they were going because, like I said, Karen got one, I got one for Hope, my parents got one, and that left one girl, and we had one one of the people who really wanted a female. So he was getting purple, right? As much as we adore purple. Uh, so he was getting purple. So then we had seven males to place. Well, orange, you know, <laughs> his owners just really wanted orange from the very, very, very get-go. So orange was, was good. Okay, so now we're down to six puppies. 
um, Melissa, the breeder, had contacted me and told me she wanted light blue. Perfect. Five puppies. Out of those five puppies, light blue, dark blue, and black were potential service dogs. Um, they were potential service dogs. So uh, we had two people who wanted service dogs. So we had to figure out which service dog was best for them and their household. And now we're looking at eight-week-old puppies trying to decide this. It's not easy, right? But we, we talked to them first. You know, this is the one I think would be good for you. This is the one I think would be good for you. We had one woman who wants a therapy dog. Green would make a great therapy dog. And so I, I called up her and talked to her. And yes, yeah, she was very interested in green. So now we have black potential uh, service dog, dark blue, a potential service dog, green, a potential therapy dog. Right. So like now we're making progress. And so we were left with tan and yellow. And uh, one of the, the people emailed me right after. And this is why they, they got tan, really, is they emailed me right after the uh, temperament test. And they said, oh, we really like tan and black. They stole our hearts. So I wrote her back and said, you want tan? She goes, oh my God, yes. So that's how tan. And so then yellow uh, went to uh, somebody who uh, home a lot with them, which will be great. I'm active with walking, hiking, mountain biking, which is great. Uh, and, you know, they have a couple other dogs, which is good. You know, so he'll have some friends there. Uh, to help out they have dog experience they know a professional trainer who was the recommendation for it so you know this is going to be a perfect dog for them and i'm very excited so that's kind of how things worked out uh and you know some of the dogs are very active some of the dogs are not very active uh and and it's good you know it's good that we had that range uh, now we were initially i wanted to keep one of them for us too uh, one for us and one for training up as a service dog, but Rich convinced me that that wasn't a good idea. So we had somebody on the list for the next litter. And since we figured it would be yellow or green, because I really like yellow, he has, I don't know, he has spunk to him. Um, but I really like green too uh, because of that. Uh, and that's, we, we pulled somebody else onto our list for this one because I, I told her, I said, okay, here's what's going on. I've got some people, because I try not to take too many on Ginger, just in case, and uh, we we just, uh, yeah, she wanted, she got on, so that means we don't have to worry about having two puppies, because after this, one puppy is enough, <laughs> one puppy is enough for everybody, oh my gosh, um, and then whenever they're a little bit older, you know, we can see what happens, you know, see who we're going to keep from the next litter, if we decide to keep from the next litter, or, you know, take it from there. Uh, it's pretty neat, you know, trying to figure it out, though. Again, that's where my, my year plan uh, comes in. You need to have that. Planning ahead. You need to plan ahead. If you don't plan ahead, you won't know what's going on. And you need to dream and dare and do. Okay, the three Ds of dog training. It's not distance, distraction, duration. It's a dream, dare, do. I had a dream for years of Hope Service Dogs, except it got to be very overwhelming. And no, that's okay, I won't bother with that. And that's what happened a lot. It, it was a lot of work. I knew what my next steps were, but, eh, you know, Dream Dogs is good. We're good. I don't need, I don't need a uh, service dog, you know, Hope Service Dogs too. 
And finally, I just said, no, we, we need to do this. And even while we were doing it, I'm still saying, do we really? So we dream, we dare, and we do it. And it just, it elevates you to a whole new level. Not only that, but you have to write it down. Write it down. Plan ahead. If you don't plan ahead, things are going to get lost. Things are going to get uh, forgotten about. You know, you, you start just treading water and you're not making any progress. And we need to do both. We need to tread water while we make progress. Okay, it's not one or the other. You have to do both if you want to be successful. And that's with dog training. That's with life. Okay, it's with everything. So I know this was a shorter one tonight, but that's what that's what it is tonight when we're talking about temperament test. Oh, one last thing I want to end on is I said it earlier and I'll say it again. Boys make better service dogs because especially for women, because you have that opposite sex dynamic. Um, they're usually a little bigger. Well, what about all the people that are getting girl service dogs out of this litter? Uh, it's Karen and whoever we're training up for. But we're also doing it to up the advantage. Okay. And who knows? Maybe they'll be uh, maybe uh Siren will be paired with a male. I have two girls and a boy service dog. I've had boy service dogs. I like a woman paired with a man service, a male service dog. I just think they do better. They're stronger. They've got the mobility. They've got the support. Uh, you know, so so I like like my buddy boy. It works out good. So and why is I have a whole bunch of people who want. Here's the other problem with service dogs, Rich, with, that are female, is if you get them young and you're training them young, they're going to come into heat. Around six to ten months old, they're going to come into heat. About six months after that, they're going to come into heat. And maybe one more heat before you spay them. So you have to take that into account and they don't get worked during that time. Or they get worked a lot lighter during that time. Uh, because we don't want to spay them till they're at least a year, preferably two. Now, for Hope, it won't matter because... Uh, siren will be spayed before she's sent home, okay, which is one of the reasons why, <clears throat> you know, we'll send home later, uh, but, but, but it's okay, you know, like, we'll take care of that. Uh, if I'm owner training a dog, you know, I, from working with somebody who's owner training a dog for dream dogs, a lot of times, you know, we have that dog and we're out in public, you know, we have Lucina in right now. She's a girl, Ezra's a boy, you know, we have them out working, they're both intact. So I like working them as young as possible. Speaking of, one more thing and then that'll be it. I don't know if you guys saw the girls, Siren and Diana. Um, Diana is Karen's. Uh, Royal Pursuit is going to be in her name. And uh, Diana, because Karen loves Wonder Woman, that is her cosplay character. And then we are um, into the unknown. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but Siren, Siren with the Y, <clears throat> because it's different, but Siren, so Siren and Diana, and she doesn't know how to spell her name, so it doesn't really matter, um, but Siren and Diana, we had them out to spar, we carried them through the store, they weren't down on the ground at all, we didn't put them in a cart, we didn't put them on the floor, and they're chunks, so it was, I was done when we were done, and then we had them out to eat, we had them in their carry bag, so they got to experience it, but again, they, they didn't leave their carry bag. And then whenever Karen and I ran into Publix, Rich waited in the car with the girls, with the car running, with the AC running. That was their first outing. They also went to Universal Sunday. Um, Sunday evening, we went to Universal. Again, they were in their bag. I had my wheelchair, so I just put them on my lap and we, we went and Karen walked. 
Um, but we went there, we got them out of their bags there. We had lot, dinner with them. They did great. Uh, they, again, they slept in their bag. It was at, uh, Antihitos, I want to say, um, the mariachi band was playing, uh, during dinner. So it got really loud. They didn't care, which was perfect thing to expose them to. Uh, we pottied them there. Then we walked around and the parks were both already closed. Ah, but city walk was open. Uh, so we, uh, sat down in the grass across from hard rock and we, Worked the girls a bit for some um, some treats that we had brought with us, soft treats. We watered them. We pottied them. We got some awesome pictures. And Universal wants to use some of those pictures. So how neat is that? Uh, and then we headed on out. So they got their first Universal outing at seven weeks old. That's pretty cool, right? So we did some heavy socialization with them, with people. <clears throat> and that's why they got their Neopar vaccine early because <clears throat> we knew we wanted to do extensive socialization. So that's where the puppy raisers came, or the puppy cuddlers came in um, is to cuddle with the puppies, you know, get them used to people. Um, and then that we can bring them out like this before they've had their distemper parvo, um, before they've had their rabies, because they've had their, their shorter duration, shorter acting um, Neopar vaccine. Neopar, parvo, right? Neo, neonate. And it's safe on puppies three weeks old and older. So we did, I think, at three weeks and at five and a half weeks. And now tomorrow is uh, is when the vet comes out. So we were going to, we had an appointment in town at, at our, our one of our vets. We use multiple vets. Um, at one of our vets. But to load 11 Gigundus puppies into our Jeep and get them there, get them unloaded, there was no way, no way that was going to happen. Uh, and uh, luckily, I reached out. We have a farm vet, and he's fantastic, Dr. Len. And he is coming out here tomorrow. That's who did Ginger's progesterone test. So, yay. Um, awesome socialization time. Yeah, exactly, Lynn. It is. And uh, one of the things I know Bart said at uh, it's Silver and Gold, because I always have a service dog there with me, always. And he said, her when I had Jenga there at three months old, he said, you know, me bringing Django out with me everywhere is going to do so much more than just training. He said the socialization stuff is like 95% of it. And everyone thinks that training is 95% of it, but it's not. I'd say it's socialization and genetics. You need to start good. Okay. If the dog has fear issues, if the dog uh, has temperament issues, just wash them. You know, wash them from service work. You can't fix that. You can fix a lot of things, but you can't fix that. Okay, that is it. So um, stay tuned if you haven't been following Hope Service Dogs on Instagram and on Facebook. Why haven't you? Same with Dream Dogs or Dream Canine. Uh, we are there. We work with owner trainers through Dream Canine. We work. We breed puppies through Hope, and we uh, we rate we uh, train those puppies through Hope. Okay, uh, and through Dream Dogs. But uh, that's the separation. That's the difference between them. Separation between church and state. So stay tuned because we will be putting up pictures and videos. Uh, and then Rich and Karen leave Monday. They leave Monday to go to uh, Rich's Gold School. So they're... Monday, what day of the month would that be? Working on measurements. I don't know, Rich. That would be... 29th? June 29th. And then they'll arrive up there June 30th. Uh, up in Missouri, 29th, yeah. and then on I think it's the sixth March or, or not March, July sixth, March sixth. We go back in time. Um, on the sixth, I fly out there and he flies here on the same day, 
uh, it is the round trip flight, right? So I fly out there, they clean the plane, he loads up, it flies back here. He drives home in the car that I leave at the airport. So it's gonna work out really nicely. I just have to tell him where I parked. <laughs> That's the big question. And make sure he has the parking ticket. That's the only thing he's gonna need. Uh, Karen's gonna take my clothes out whenever they all go out. So I need to pack up beforehand, I have to pack early. Uh, she'll bring food. They're bringing um, Siren and Diana. They're bringing candy and Holstein. So Rich will have two dogs to work during it, and so will Karen. And then we um, we fly. So if, if Candy is really just done, if she can't take anymore, um, he might leave her there, or I might have him fly back with her and then fly out with Gypsy. We'll see. Probably leave her out there, even if I fly out with Gypsy. Just because, you know, she can relax for me out there, and then that's one less dog here with Rich. Right? Um, but yeah, so we're going to do that. Um, Jenga will stay home this trip because between Puppy and Candy and possibly Gypsy, it's, it's good. Um, so he'll be home. Uh, and then class is Wednesday home? through Sunday. So afterwards, we'll head home and we'll get back on the 14th, Karen and I. So it's, it's a big. And then we go again the end of August. We go to Silver School. And then in October, we do Gold School. They have Super Gold School in September. And I don't think I can do that just... Physically, task-wise, it's three weeks of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I kind of need my naps to be up that long. It's hard with my disability. Um, here, Lynn says she totally agrees it's the exact two components, right? So, okay, I will see you guys later on. I will see you guys on the Hope page because good things are happening with these puppies. Bye, guys.